Hey guys, what's up? This is Amanda Borrego and welcome back to the podcast, A Fight Worth Fighting. On this podcast, we seek wisdom and advice from those whose marriages have stood the test of time and are here to share. It may not be easy, but it will be worth it. Go check out our website because we have taken all of the advice our elders have given us on this podcast and created a printable challenge for you. Go to afwfpodcast.com and get a week's worth of daily challenges to create big miracles because we all deserve for our home and our marriage to be our happy place. On today's episode, we are talking about three things. Number one, why resolving that divorce is not an option could save your marriage and how children are affected by divorce. Number two, you are capable of creating a marriage where you wake up thanking God for the spouse you have. And number three, become a team during a crisis instead of becoming pitted against each other. After listening to this podcast, not only will you feel supported and know that you are not the only one who has marriage struggles, but you will have your batteries recharged to go out there and fight for your marriage. I am so honored to have this week's guest on our podcast. He shares that he works daily to be a godly man and and an example for his kids and grandkids. And you can tell by our conversation that he has put the work in and is living this out. We always say on this podcast that good intentions are worthless if you put no action behind them. And it's so inspiring to see someone living that out, putting in the work and taking action. So listen to the end of this episode because we will leave you with this week's marriage challenge so that you can start taking the action and putting in the work to better your own life and your own marriage. If you really enjoy this particular episode and want more of a similar message, go and listen listen to episode two, episodes eight and nine, and episodes 25 and 26. All of these episodes have a man as a guest, and sometimes it's really refreshing and reassuring to hear a man's perspective on marriage and to know that even though some of our men don't express it, they are in this fight with us, and they want our marriage to work out just as much as we do. So again, that's episode number two, eight and nine and 25 and 26. When you're listening to this episode, I ask that you take one second and leave us a review. Scroll down to the episode notes and click on the link that says leave a review and you can write something or you can just simply leave us a star rating. Or on the bottom left corner, click the three little dots and click to view the show and scroll to the bottom to leave a review. We really believe that these encouraging messages can save a marriage and can better our communities. So please leave a review and share this with your family and friends so that more people who need this encouragement can find these messages. Okay, let's jump right into this week's interview. Alrighty, guys, I am super excited for our chat today. I have an amazing guest on. Um, Mr. Dan Yazel. I connected with him trying to find some resources for 
for this podcast. And I am just so grateful for people like him. Um, He shared with me that he's been a pastor for 10 years and he's been the director of an amazing organization called Groundwire for 11 years and happily married for 36. So I am so grateful for him taking the time to be here with us. Um, One thing that I always try to remind myself of daily is that And because I have to, because it seems as though the media wants us all to believe that this world is full of bad and evil and hateful people, and it can be easy to believe that lie. So one thing that I have to remind myself every day is that this world is full of kind, friendly, and helpful people. And um, I am so grateful to have come in contact with um, someone who is exactly that, a complete stranger who's taking time out of his day to share his journey and encourage us inside of our own marriages. So first off, Mr. Hazel, thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Um, And so that being said, I definitely have some marriage questions for you. But first, I know that you have been the director of this organization, Groundwire, for 11 years. And um, from what I've gathered reading on your website, you really have a mission to connect with people, I think, via social media um, who are in need or maybe experiences, experiencing a crisis. And um, your mission, I think, is to come behind them and support them. So if you can tell us a little bit more about that and how any of our listeners may find you when they need that type of support. Well, great, Amanda. Thanks for having me on. I'm I'm delighted to be here. Uh, Yes, I'm uh, the coaching director for Groundwire for the last 11 years. This is a ministry where uh, we leverage media to interrupt people's lives. Uh, This world's very noisy and so many uh, distractions and discouragements. Uh, We send out 15 and 30 second spots, mainly through social media, to interrupt them with hope and encourage them uh, to come to one of our websites and engage with a spiritual coach somewhere across the world. So it's a very uh, non-threatening, open conversation where the coach will listen, offer advice, prayer, a biblical perspective, and and ultimately uh, to direct them to Christ. So uh, we have about 700 uh, active coaches worldwide right now. Uh, if, uh, if you want a safe place to come and talk, you know, because people sometimes are not comfortable talking to a pastor or a spouse mm-hmm. or a parent, uh, they may come on here and talk to a complete stranger uh, mm-hmm. in a very non-threatening form. So we have several websites, groundwire.net, jesuscares.com are the two main sites. So uh, it's really incredible to have an opportunity to speak uh, truth and kindness in a very angry, dark, noisy world. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love what you guys do. And I don't feel like there has ever been a time where what you're doing has been needed more. Um, sadly, I think, I don't know. It does seem like it's hard for people to... Um, to go to their parents or people that they already knew. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why it it does seem easier to kind of talk to a stranger. I think we're all just trying to live out this picture of having this perfect life. And so that's hard to go to the people that we're closest to because we want to keep pretending that things are all good. So I love that. And I'll definitely share your links in our show notes so that if there's ever anybody that need your services, they know exactly where to find you. So thank you for sharing that. 
Um, one question that we always like to ask at the beginning of our podcast is this last year has been crazy for all of us. Um, what is one thing that God has been showing you throughout this last year? Oh, great <laughs> question. Yes, this has been a challenging year for, for everyone. Um, it's very isolated people. Um, and it's, it's, it's caused a lot of stress in people's lives. One thing I found through this whole year is that God is faithful and uh, that he can, uh, he's still on the throne and he can uh, make good out of things that seem bad. There's a great deal of anxiety and worry and concern. And during this period, the last year, people were stuck inside and they did not engage with the people. Ministries kind of shut down. They weren't meeting face to face. And God created a platform and ground where, where we could talk to people. And they, they were online anyway. And they had an opportunity to uh, engage with somebody and find some hope and truth. So uh, our, our traffic has doubled <laughs> in the last year. So God's been faithful to this whole thing and he equipped us for this time. So I'm delighted with uh, what has happened the last year. So it's been a very encouraging year. It's been a hard year, but it's been an encouraging year uh, to see uh, the, the mission of this of this ministry and, and the impact it's had. Wow. I love that your traffic has doubled. Um, and like I was saying earlier, I feel like there has never been a time where what yours, you know, what you have to offer has been needed more. Um, you know, you hear all over the news that, um, depression has increased and suicide and all of that. So thank God there are people like you doing the work that you're doing in this world. And it kind of also reminds me of what the Bible tells us to find ways to rejoice in our trials, because those are the times that God can really work. And I think that it's because in those trials, those are kind of the times where we're like, okay, God, we really need you. Like, we can't figure this out on our own. And so he's finally really able to come in and and do some work. So that's so cool. I love that. Um, so that being said, um, just so you have a little bit of background on a little bit about what we do here is this got started because my husband and I were really experiencing some hard times in our marriage. We were talking over and over again about divorce, um, all the while trying to put on a happy face and pretend we're doing okay because we were too embarrassed to, to tell the truth and to seek help. Um, and one night, all of the men in our family were out and they went out hunting on a hunting trip and all. So all the girls got together for a girls night. We went to dinner and we all started talking about the struggles of marriage. And I was shocked to hear some of the struggles that my mom and aunts had overcome in their marriage and what they shared with us. And my dad is one of six and um, six siblings and they are all still married. Um, most of them are around 30 to 40 years now. So hearing their stories and their wisdom just left me feeling so encouraged, like, wow, okay, I'm not alone. Everybody has struggles. And if they can do it, then I can do it. Um, and before this night, I really think I believe that I was the only one who had marriage problems and that we were just doomed. So 
So that's what we do here at this podcast. We're on a mission to seek wisdom and advice from those whose marriages have stood the test of time and are here to share that it may not be easy, but it will be worth it. So that being said, we just want to hear a little bit about uh, about your marriage. So married for 36 years, tell us how you guys met and what was it like when you first got married? Oh man, that's a long time ago. Uh, yeah, 36 years. We're, we'll celebrate 37 years in July. Uh, we met young. We met at a church uh, many years ago, and it truly was love at first sight, at least on my end. People talk about that, but I knew at that moment she was the one that was for me. And we dated for four years till we were old enough to be married. And so uh, it's been a uh, I'm, today, I'm a, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a grandfather. Uh, it's been quite a journey over the 36 years, ups and downs, but it's good. You know, I can't imagine doing anything else. And I I wake up every morning thanking God for my bride. And uh, that doesn't seem to be usual or normal in society nowadays. Uh, I've found that uh, I've done a lot of marriage counseling with family and, and with friends and with strangers that uh, it's very common to have struggle and have disruption uh, in a marriage. Uh, two people, two personalities uh, trying to <laughs> coexist and flourish is easier said than done. So uh, it's been quite a quite a ride for us, and I, I would wouldn't trade a moment of it, even the good and the bad. Wow, I love that and. I think that is so cool to hear and so encouraging that you wake up every morning and thank God for your bride and for your wife. Like that is just encouraging to know that all of us can get there. You know, even if that's not the way that it looks right now, that's possible. Um, so how old were you guys when you initially met? Believe it or not, I was 19. She was 15. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was thinking you were like, like 13 or something, but that's still very young. So then you got, you ended up getting married when you were about what, 23 or 24. Yeah, I was 23. It's kind of funny. They told us that we were too young and they were right. Mm -hmm. They told us that we didn't know what we were doing. They were right. <laughs> and they also told us it would never last and they were wrong. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we were young at that time. And you know, most couples, they get married. They're, they're kids. I mean, mm -hmm. they really don't know they're in love, they're in infatuation, uh, they're starry-eyed, and then uh, they come home, and they try to make a home, and reality sets in. Mm -hmm. It's a little challenging in every case. Yeah, and I think that that's true whether you're 20 or whether you're 30 or whether you're 35. And so my question to you is these people who were saying you're too young – um, it's not going to work. What would be your advice to somebody who is that young, who felt the way that you felt? Because I've come across some, um, in, I don't, insight, some, something that I was reading that was saying back in the day, marriages used to be more successful because people did used to get married younger and they were told going into marriage, you guys are both going into marriage to support one, 
to support one another, to help one another grow, to figure things out together, to build a career together, um, and to change because neither of you are perfect. You both need to change. You both need to grow together. And nowadays, it seems like we get married older, um, around 30. I mean, that's when I got married. And I'm wondering if maybe it's a little bit harder because when we're a little bit older, we have already figured out, we think we've already figured out who we are. We're already more established in a career set in our ways. And we're kind of like proud to be Mrs. An independent or Mr. Independent. We don't really have the, um, the value of we're going into this marriage together. We're going to figure things out together. We're going to grow together. Um, so looking back, how does any of that play into, into your marriage or how you maybe think marriages are struggling with that nowadays? That's very insightful. <laughs> uh, one motivation was that uh, Amy and I both came from divorced families and broken homes. And we walked into this marriage knowing and committing that divorce would never be on the table. And we would do whatever we could to prevent our children from enduring what we had to endure. So that was always a driving force that we're not going to get divorced. So we are, we're going to work through this. And I always like to recommend a book called Love and Respect by Emerson Egerichs. And it's very insightful because it shows that men and women are wired differently and they have different needs. Men need to be respected and women need to feel love. And very seldom is the one party given what the other one needs. And it's a vicious cycle. So always putting that spouse before me, realize what her needs are, that she needs affection. She needs the words of endearment. Uh, but then she knows that as a man, we are wired to provide, to protect. And, you know, we need to have that respect as a leader of the home, but as a man. If you want to win this book that our guest just mentioned, love and respect. All you have to do is share this episode with your family and friends. What you need to do is number one, take a screenshot of this week's episode. Number two, share what you took away from this episode. And number three, tag me on Instagram or Facebook at Amanda Marie Borrego and a fight worth fighting. And you may be the winner who receives this amazing marriage book, Love and Respect. I will tell you that I have personally read this book and it really gave me the hope and let a fire in me to keep fighting for my marriage. Okay, back to the show. To provide, to protect, and, you know, we need to have that respect as a leader of the home, but as a man. It's kind of the way we wire, we're wired. So um, realizing that divorce was never going to be an option for us because of the pain it, it caused for us, uh, we had to work through it. We had to make this work. We had to show patience and kindness. We had to talk things out. Um, and we were 
committed at the beginning that we would be married for the rest of our lives. And that's the biblical model. That's what God intended. But society has made it easy to get out. If I'm not feeling satisfied or you're not meeting my needs, um, I'm going to move on and, and find that somewhere else. Well, folks, you're not going to find that outside of your relationship with Christ. Um, I am not perfect. <laughs> my wife is not perfect. Uh, we're imperfect people. But when we have God in the center of our marriage, it has flourished and it's been blessed. So um hope that answers your question. It's kind of a drawn out answer, but that was our motivation to make things work. Oh, yeah. I love that. And I'll definitely link, um, uh, put a link in the show notes for that book, Love and Respect. I've read a little bit in that book and and I've, I've really, that book is very helpful. So thank you for bringing that up. And then the other thing I want to say is I hope that anybody that is listening whose parents have been divorced just feels so encouraged right now because I know having some friends whose parents have been divorced and I can only imagine it's very easy to think like, what if that happens to me? Like that happened to my parents. What if that happened to me? And so I just really want to encourage anybody who is listening and has those feelings like don't take that on. Like believe what God has to say about your marriage and about families and, and God wants our families to stay together and and take a stand for your marriage like like our guest Dan and his wife has have done inside of saying that marriage is just or sorry, divorce is just not an option. And you know, like I said in the beginning of the episode, how my husband and I would fight and we would throw around divorce or separation. But I think one reason that we never um, moved forward inside of that is because what Dan is saying is exactly what my family has told my husband and I from the very beginning is that divorce is not an option and you go home and you work it out. And sometimes that's, all you can do is just keep trying and trying. And so, so thank you for sharing that. And um, thank you for just sharing how you experienced that and, and how you turn that into a blessing in your life, you know, instead of letting it harm you or harm your attitude towards marriage, you took what you experienced um, and turned it into a big blessing in your life. So I hope that the rest of us can really take that on. So one question that we ask every single person that comes on the podcast, and you may have already kind of answered this, but um, was there ever a time in your own marriage where you did not think that it was going to work out or where you thought maybe we are going to have to separate? Never thought that we would come to the point of separation, but there was a point that we really struggled. Um, I was a pastor and my daughter became pregnant at 15 and she had a baby. And through that process, um, we lost our ministry, lost our church, lost the innocence of our daughter um, in a matter of two weeks. And we both were devastated. Um, I dealt with anger and rage. Amy dealt with grief and anxiety over taking care of this baby and our baby. 
and we were both wounded and bleeding in different ways. And during that time, we were so consumed with what was happening to us personally that we were unable to help the other person with their struggle. We were struggling differently, but together, if that makes sense. And uh, God intervened through that time. It was a very, very dark time for many years. Thankfully, today, I've got a 15-year-old Abigail. I can't imagine uh, this world without. And I, my daughter is married. We have two, three beautiful grandchildren. Um, it, it all worked out, but it was very difficult for a short time. And the fact that we were just so wounded on our own, in our own ways, that we felt a little disconnected because we, we couldn't connect to the other. So it was a very dark time. God saw us through, but it was a, it was a couple of years of uh, just agony. And uh, there was no doubt that we loved each other, but we were kind of, we're not there for each other, if that makes any sense to you. Um, but it, it, it turned out great, but it was, it was a tough few years where wasn't sure. I mean, she had needs. I wasn't meeting. I had needs. She wasn't needing because we were so focused on the present situation. So, um, that's, that's, <laughs> I hope that makes sense also. Cause that's, that was probably the hardest and darkest time in our life. And that's been you know, 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I can hear that. So, for anyone who's going through a similar, I mean, I don't want to call it a crisis because all, you know, all babies are blessings, but I, I get how that kind of turned your life upside down a little bit. Um, mostly from, I guess, pressure that the outside world was putting on you um, inside of, you know, how it looked to the church and all of that. Um, but anybody who is going through a struggle or something they just don't know how to deal with or maneuver, looking back, what do you wish you and your wife could have done differently? Give us some practical things maybe that husband and wife, instead of kind of um, unintentionally turning against each other, how can we come together when we face these struggles in our marriage? Because it might not look the way that, that yours looked, but all of us are going to face something that we have to overcome. So how can we better support one another? How can we look at each other like a team um, instead of, for some reason, kind of being against each other in those struggles? Yeah, great question. Uh, a verse that probably has been the cornerstone of our marriage and it, it's made it make it so long and be so healthy is James 119 about being quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Mm -hmm. It's like a very common, simple scripture, but words hurt. And in the moments, um, not saying something, pausing before you respond out of your own emotion because uh, you can apologize, you can never take those words back. Mm -hmm. just, just to take a moment to take a deep breath and not say the first thing on your mind out of emotion, out of reaction, that alone uh, we've learned 
to stop and don't say the first thing that comes to your mind because it's usually emotional and not rational and usually selfish. So uh, being careful of how you respond and the words you use and consider the other person how they're going to receive what you say. Even in the times that we were struggling, we were so painful and being hurt, uh, we our world became very isolated. It was the three of us, yeah, the four of us with Abigail. And um, we, you know, going through emotions, going through life, trying to find our way to this new experience. Um, I didn't speak my mind <laughs> initially. And I waited and thought out and I didn't say uh, things that might have been hurtful or I didn't lash out of my own pain. And I, I thought through how to respond and how to be patient, how to uh, not become angry over the situation. So uh, keep that verse in your head. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's great, great advice. And that's part of why our marriage has been so stable and strong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is one verse that I committed to memory a while back. Um, <laughs> Because reading it, it's like, oh, yeah, easy. But those are hard qualities to live out. Be quick, quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. But I do think there is so much power in memorizing scripture because God will whisper it in your ear in those hard moments. And it kind of gives you the strength to take that deep breath and take a step back and um Gosh, I wish I was as good as this as my husband is because I can't think of really a single time that my husband has ever um, spoken harsh words to me. Um, and gosh, I wish I could live this out the same way that he does. Um, so thank you so much for sharing that verse, verse because you're right. Um, words, you know, leave an imprint in your mind forever. And yeah, we can... We can do our best to move on and forgive, but gosh, some of those words really leave a stinger. Um, so I love that. Uh, uh, thank you for sharing that verse. One other thing I'd like to kind of mention as far as having a, a struggle in a marriage is, is back to how men and women are wired a little differently. And uh, men are the provider. Dan, thank you, thank you. Thank you. And you guys, he has so much more wisdom to share next week on part two of our episode, which I think is even better than part one. But I thought I would bring this episode to a close right here and leave you with this week's challenge because we take a little bit of a turn in the conversation and really switch over to some important family values. And I like to keep these episodes short and sweet because sometimes we are just bombarded with information and even good information can be completely worthless if we are not putting it into action. So I really hope that these episodes aren't just another podcast that you listen to, but really something that you hear and take to heart and ask yourself, based on what I just heard, what is one thing I can implement to improve my marriage today? Regardless of what your spouse does or does not do, how do you feel God is calling you to change? So here are my three takeaways, and I encourage you to take on one as a challenge or take on all three. They're very simple and practical. So number one, 
Resolve that divorce is not an option for you. Have you resolved that divorce is not an option? Or is divorce always a fear in the back of your mind? Now, I think we all have that fear to a certain extent, but it's also possible that if you've been affected by divorce, that fear may hit a little bit closer to home. The thing we have to acknowledge is that if it is a real concern for us and we believe that someday we might happen to get a divorce, it's going to prevent us from being all in. We are always going to have our walls up and it will be hard to have a true whatever it takes mentality to make your marriage work. Now, just like Dan mentioned, I want to challenge you to do what's hard. Resolve inside of your heart and inside of your mind that divorce is not an option and that you are committed to doing whatever it takes. Now, again, we are not talking about any kind of abuse. If you're dealing with abuse, please seek professional help. But for the rest of us who are just struggling to communicate and get along inside of our marriage, right now, I just want you to, I just want to encourage you to pray and to ask God for courage to help you commit and resolve for yourself that divorce is not an option. And then here's the scary part. Share that with your spouse. No matter what state your marriage is in, no matter if you just told your spouse a few minutes ago that you wanted a divorce, pray and then tell them, write them a note or say to them, I know that things are bad right now, but I'm choosing to stay no matter what. And I have faith that things will get better. I really believe that this reassurance can create magic in your marriage. It will make each partner feel safe and give room for each to be themselves. And hopefully that safety and reassurance will give a little hope and help each spouse to put the work needed into the marriage. Because really, who's going to put any work into something that is so fleeting and unstable and when they and if they feel threatened all the time? Probably not many. So ask God for the courage and reassure your spouse that you're here to stay. Which brings me to my next point. Number two, what if you really have no faith that things will get any better? Well, guys, I can totally relate. My husband and I were there and it's only been more recently that I can see the light at the end of the tunnel and that I can see our growth. But if you have absolutely no faith, I encourage you to get a therapist or call the organization that Dan mentioned and is a part of. How cool. They have readily available spiritual coaches that will listen, pray with you, hear you out, encourage you, listen to your problems and concerns, and point you in the right direction. And like Dan said, it is sometimes 100% easier to talk to a stranger. For me, I was so embarrassed that my husband and I were struggling that it was way easier to talk to a stranger and talk to a therapist. And inside of doing that, it gave me the courage I needed to then open up and get the support from from family and friends. And now here I am all the time spilling my guts to you. Who would have thought? But I really encourage you to get connected to Dan's organization, Groundwire. I will link their websites in the episode notes. And so like I said, if you have no faith, I think they would be great to talk to. I have gone through seasons where I really question if God even existed. I really struggled with feeling like I had no faith and no belief in God or that anything good would 
come in or from my life. And you read stories throughout the Bible where people call out to God and share their own unbelief. So it's common. We're all going to have seasons like that. Just don't be indifferent about. Ask the questions and find the answers. It may not be immediate, but I do believe that searching for the answers for yourself will build and strengthen your faith. And number three, if your family or marriage is experiencing a experiencing a crisis or a hard season, don't give up. Realize that each spouse is grieving and struggling and they are consumed with their own feelings, which will prevent us from being able to serve and care for one another. Ask God for patience and commit that verse that Dan shared to memory. Do whatever it takes to muster up your faith. Listen to faith-building messages all day long. Instead of falling asleep watching TV, fall asleep reading an inspiring book. Which reminds me, make sure that you enter our book giveaway for the book that Dan mentioned, Love and Respect. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it on social media. We will send the book to a lucky winner. All you have to do is take a screenshot, share what you took from this episode, and tag me on Instagram or Facebook. So again, if you are in a crisis or a hard season, realize that you are grieving and consumed and that it is easy to misplace some of your feelings on your marriage. Be patient and memorize the verse our guests shared, James 1.19. Be quick to listen slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because words hurt. They leave a mark. Sometimes it's better to follow the the phrase from from Bambi's mom, Thumper's mom, I think. If you don't have something nice to say, don't say it at all. Because this will pass, but we cannot take back all of our words. Have patience and faith knowing that it will get better. This is a season. This too shall pass but we need to be careful and patient and know that these are feelings and feelings are temporary and often misleading. So like Dan said, sometimes it's best not to speak your mind. And he shared that that is part of why his marriage has been so stable and strong. So commit that verse to memory to memory. And during our conversation, we kind of touched on the importance of memorizing scripture. And it's because You'll be surprised that God will whisper in your ear in those hard moments, those verses, and it will give you the strength to take a deep breath and to take a step back. So again, pick one challenge for yourself this week because good messages and good intentions are worthless if we put no action behind them. Quick recap. Number one, resolve that divorce is not an option for you and reassure your spouse that you are here to stay no matter what. Number two, build up your faith and reach out and get to get support. Go to groundwire.net. And number three, every marriage will encounter crisis at some point. Do not give up in the middle of the crisis. This too shall pass. If you are loving all of the challenges that we leave you with at the end of each episode, go to afwfpodcast.com and get a week's worth of daily challenges to create big miracles in your marriage. We have taken all of the advice our elders have given us on this podcast and created a printable challenge for you. So go print it out and hang it on your mirror because we all deserve for our home and our marriage to be our happy place. 
That's afwfpodcast.com. Stay tuned for next week's episode. The second half is better than the first half. And Dan shares the importance of prioritizing your family because kids are not going to be with you forever. So don't take them for granted. In the meantime, if you want a similar message with a man's encouragement and perspective on marriage, again, go listen to episode number two, episodes eight and nine, and episodes 25 and 26. Also, don't forget to share this episode on social media for your chance to win the book our guests recommended, Love and Respect. Please leave a rating and a review for this podcast so that we can spread the message around the world that God is for you and for your family. Until next week, put in the work and make it the best week ever. Love you guys.